Later on in the show, you're going to hear us talk about the Ducks Woo! and an injury they had to Alex Kalorn. And I go, hey, I wonder if that gets the Zegras deal done. Apparently, it does. Uh, $5.75 million over the next three years. Uh, we knew the deal was coming, but the initial offerings weren't really that great on the Ducks side. Like They were like the 3 to $4 million range. It makes that offer seem so silly. It he does. got nearly six. Yeah. Which means he was asking for seven or eight. <laughs> right? Has to be, right? Something in that neighborhood. So what do you think finally led to the Anaheim Ducks going, okay, fine, we'll pay you? Um, three years is not bad. Um, I think, you know, we're in a really difficult time uh, when it comes to the salary cap and a player like Trevor Zegras. The team wants to sign him forever. And the world where signing a really long contract got you a deal on the contract doesn't exist anymore because the cap is going up a lot. Um, so there's less incentive for the player to sign a long-term deal. So what you're sort of looking for are these midterm deals. I think three is maybe the beginning of midterm. Mm -hmm. um, could be better because probably by the time the Ducks are wanting to compete – um, that contract is going to expire, right? This isn't one that kicks in next year. It kicks in right away. Um, but they got it done, and now they don't hang uh, have it hanging over their head. Um, they can focus on uh, Drysdale uh, and their other guys. So decent term. It's not a back-breaking contract in terms of money. It's decent business. Jesse, what do you feel about it? Trevor Zegers has to prove that he's worth a giant, big, long-term contract, and I think this con next contract is the, hey, prove it to me contract and mm -hmm. i feel like because he hasn't really done much in the national hockey league like he hasn't shone like jack hughes or anything like that you know so he doesn't he hasn't earned that yet so this makes so much sense that you give him the three year you say hey your next one can be double digits it can be eight years if you can prove that you're a star in this league yeah it's it's not the biggest feather in your cap when you're the best player on the league's shittiest. Team. No, it right. doesn't. Like, it didn't really amount to much. No, you gotta. I mean, you gotta eclipse seventy points. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you, you gotta be. You gotta be up there, seventy, eighty. Especially, uh, he's got to prove that he can drive this too, right? Mm -hmm. Like if he yes. wants the big deal, um, it Strom makes more than him right now. Shit, that makes sense. That no. This was a confusing signing from the moment it happened. It sure was. Now yeah. he's a UFA. So yeah, get that sure. But in the context, it makes sense. Do you think that? Do you think that he lives up to this deal? He underperforms this deal, or he outperforms this deal? Uh no, he lives up to it. I mean, if so you he, don't say he outperforms. Uh, oh, sorry. Living up he to at it least is his value is perfect. Living up to it would be getting what he got last year. Um, outperforming it would be growing as a player, which I think he's going to. So that, that's, why I think, that's why I think the three years is actually a victory for the Ducks um, because I can imagine that number would have been over six, um, maybe even more if it was four years. Jesse, what do you think? Outperforms is up to his or just normal, like is value or underperforms? I don't think he has done it yet, but I'm a believer that Trevor Zegers can. So I'm going to believe that he is going to outperform this deal because this deal is for someone who hasn't done much yet in the league, but is a prospective young talent. And I think he's going to grow into the superstar that we think Zegras can be. So I'm going to say he outperforms this deal. Beautiful. Let's start the rest of the STP, shall we? Why not? Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Good morning. Good morning. 
Uh, you know what? I, I no, I've never met him. I uh, I'm a little upset with Steve this morning. With just he's going toe to toe with Jesse in mm. fantasy football mm. right now. And Josh Allen mm. went off yesterday. Jesse is one of those guys that can put up like 150 points in fantasy football, which mm. is yeah. I'm I'm gonna put up like the second most points uh, this week, and I'll lose to the team who has the most points, which is Steve's. Crazy because he got lucky. Crazy Sucks to suck. But that's Go fantasy the football. Meanwhile, that's I'll beat out Justin football. Fisher at 92 points, and he had 78. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Moving me to two and two. Baby. All right, so the uh, Anaheim Ducks played the San Jose Sharks last listen, night. Listen, listen, <laughs> you got to take your dubs when you can get them, guys. Uh, hey, listen, I want to say a big shout out to everybody that Saint came to St. Catharines and everybody who watched the St. Catharines podcast, listened to the show. Uh, the energy was amazing. Uh, the course and clubhouse is an incredible spot. Uh, you should go check it out. Absolutely, if you're in if you're in the area. The food. The food was outstanding. The food. Yeah, the food there is is outrageous. And I, I tried three kinds of pizza, <laughs> and each slice was better than the last. Well, there you go. There you go. Sorry, go ahead. Well, uh, I also tried. <laughs> it's a family run business, and the dad was uh, his name's Rob. He was talking to us, and he's like, "Well, I'm the golf guy. It's like I like the golf." He's like, "But my son, because yep. his two sons are involved, one of his sons, I guess." found a, a great chef and they kind of worked together to build up this menu. And you know, you listen, and no, uh, no disrespect to your local pub, but I didn't expect the food to be that elevated. Like it legit was very, very good. And oh, I yeah. was like, I, I can't believe that this club sandwich tastes this good. It's just a club sandwich. They were, I, I never expected to have such a passionate conversation about frog's legs. Yeah. Cause they had yeah. them on the menu. I'm like, Oh, you have frog's legs. Yeah. And we do them both ways. And I'm like, uh, what? Tell me about yeah. the first way. It reminded me of the bear. You know, you have you have the chef come in, and you're like, "Oh, I don't expect all this delicious food." Oh, it's just fabulous. Yeah, without yeah. the chaos and the swearing yeah, and the health inspection. Well, we, issues we didn't go to the back. We didn't go to the no, kitchen. We, no, the kitchen looked clean. I yeah. saw the kitchen. I don't know. I'm there a, could have been a lot of yelling. I'm a big bar rescue fan. I love that show. <laughs> and a clean kitchen, according to John Taffer, is the key to a great restaurant. Well, so, they rescued me. Yeah, they, they did. They were fantastic. Finger. It was amazing. But yeah, the um, food, incredible. Uh, I also want you to know that while you were watching hockey this weekend, Taylor Swift was shown 17 times on the broadcast for the Chiefs and New York Jets game. That was the official count. Honestly, I'm not. I thought. Listen, once uh, uh, we got to start getting prop bets for that, like how many times it's going to be shown on the telecast. You could, you must already be able to bet on. That. Oh yeah, you didn't come up with that idea. No, <laughs> I, didn't think I, I didn't think I came up with the idea, Jesse. Jeez. No, I just thought I was like, man, we gotta, we gotta start making money on this. Do you believe this cocky prick? <laughs> thinking uh, that he not, invented the original. Here. What's going on? You know on? what? We should talk about Taylor Swift, you guys. Yeah, catch it. Well, I just thought it was Never like that small artist, quick Taylor little, Swift. Quick little She's going to pop off. Win. I'm so happy that Travis Kelsey made Taylor Swift popular. You yeah, know, like, it's good for him. Yeah. Mm. Happy for him. He really boosted her brand. Uh, mm. The Leafs beat the Canadians a couple times this weekend. But, you know, on Friday, we were riding high on Connor Timmons. Uh, oh, man. And it looks like he's going to be out, quote, long term with an upper body injury, which the to me timing sounds, sounds like a separated shoulder. The timing of our oh. podcast. Like we go off for like half an hour about Lilligren and Connor Timmons and he's done. And yeah. well, and now, you know, further to our conversation, Lilligren better be fucking good because he's mm -hmm. their best right handed defenseman at the moment. Mm -hmm. And this is his chance. This is his chance. But I, I wanted to, you know, we spent a lot of time on Lilligren and the defense and that sort of thing. I want to talk about uh, some of the offense and some of the guys that are fringe guys that need to make it. And the first one, Saturday night, plugs in both of his nose. Oh, both, and both nostrils in his nose because he was he'd been punched in the face or something. Uh, Nick Robertson breaking in, uh, beating the defenseman and scoring a goal. And listen, I understand that it's preseason. 
but his skating does look really good. That went hard. That goal went friggin' hard. That was like just the plug knows the I I cheer for this guy so much. Like even if he didn't have the goal scoring touch that he did, um, offensive talent, the improved skating, he wants it so bad, and it's something that we've been dying for this team to show. Like show you give a shit. Yeah. Like I, oh man, people think we don't care. Guys care. I know that. And I understand that and trust that you gotta show it mm-hmm. sometimes. And and this Robertson guy wants it so 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 bad. How do you not cheer for him? Well, I, I think I think you have to. I'm looking at the lineup for tonight. He is not in it. Oh no, he is in it. He is. Um, yeah. And a lot of starters in it tonight: Bertuzzi, Domi, Gregor, Kampf, Lafferty, Marner, Matthews, Nylander, Nyes, Reeves, Robertson, Tavares. I would think Noah Gregor is the only bubble player. That's among that forward group. And even then, we still think he's going to be on the team. Robertson as well. But like, well, I think this is Robertson's chance to show um, this is where he belongs. Someone in that lineup is in there because Kelly Yarncroak hasn't played. Mm-hmm. Right? So is did you say Yarncroak? Uh, Yarncroak is not there. Okay. I know he's back with the team. So yeah. someone in, is in that lineup because Yarncroak hasn't played. It's probably Robertson because mm-hmm. I think he's in Yarncroak's. Slot. Uh, they're definitely going to sign Gregor, but like, I don't know. Injuries happen. Sometimes you need a goal. Sometimes this. Sometimes that. I I don't know how that conversation is going to go with Robertson, because if you do have to send him down, um, I mean, he's waivers exempt. Like, does it make sense to hold on to him as a thirteenth forward? Not know. really. I don't think they can. You know, yeah. just a yeah, they the salary cap. I don't think There's... they have that ability to. And yeah, he's the one that can go up and down. Yes. So I, it's just by default. It's unfortunate, you know, but I think if there's any room in the lineup, you fit him in. But if there isn't, he's got to be the odd man out. The good news is Gregor's been good, too. Yeah. Like, You've you know, been really high on Gregor. Yeah. Like, well, there's there's no uh, like no one's really going, well, this guy sucks. So put Robertson in. Yeah. Like, no, man, it's a really tough roster to make up front. And we're worried about the edges right now. Like Gregor's going to be a fourth line player. If if we're if we're going back and forth over a fourth line role, like that's a good problem to have. Yeah, you know, if there's too many guys that want to fit in on on the last sp- spot in the forward group, then yeah, great problem. Mitten. I I think a couple storylines for tonight. You got Bertuzzi, Matthews, Marner trying it out again. Sure, which I think is interesting. They had some good chances. They looked a little off, but they had some good chances when they played together the first time. It's preseason. This is the Leafs' first preseason. This is a big, this is a big, interesting one. Uh, Domi, Nylander, Robertson on the second line. Not, I think Domi is the least interesting part of that line. Robertson wanting to make the team, the team wanting Nylander to play center. Yeah. You know, I want to see, and I'm sure they want to see, what it really looks like tonight. And, you know, here's my question. You know, Robertson obviously looks like he gave a shit against Montreal, even though it's preseason. Does Nylander need to look like he, he gives a shit? Nah, he's he's looked at, good center, at center. At center, though. he's looked good at center. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, I tell you what he needs to do. He needs to uh, pay attention to both ends of the ice on this one because remember they put Yarncroke with him as kind of his designated babysitter, but Domi, who can create offense, but he's not the most defensively inclined and. Robertson, I know, can kill penalties, but I I don't know if his game is there at the NHL level. Mm-hmm. It, I find it very interesting that that's listed as the second line when clearly it's the third. Well, I don't think it is. I think it's the second. 
No, mm-hmm. I don't think it matters. It doesn't they'll, matter. They'll figure it out with the time on ice. And Gregor Kampf Reeves has got to be what we expect to be the fourth line. This is like their third or fourth game together. So, okay. Like, now, so then the other one is Benoit and Kokkinen. Um, obviously, you know, Miko Kokkinen, good for him, but but I think Simon Benoit is the the one that hasn't played and and just got out of uh, the the red jerseys at practice. Um, he's the guy, really. Not it's not that he's trying to make the team. He's got a contract, but. He's trying, he's, to make the team. he's trying to make the team. Uh, I think uh, I was saying before the show started, I think he's going to wreck someone tonight. Um, he's a big hitter. That's kind of his thing. And he hasn't been able to make an impression uh, in this camp because he's he had the back spasms and the non-contact jersey. He hasn't been able to play. And I want to say good for Kokanen, one, uh, because he scored. And two, I forgot him on the prospect pyramid. <laughs> Every year <laughs> there's a uh yeah okay. like every year there's a designated player who <laughs> i forget and do- <laughs> sorry miko you're doing well good job uh william Lagason, i guess isn't gonna make the team no i think he's gonna make the team i, the I extra, wouldn't read too as much. the extra d or is he in yeah. the top six mm, eh. well okay you gotta think let's pretend klingberg and timmons don't make uh they're they're not healthy to play um, opening night. So we, I see. Is Klingberg not going to be ready for opening? Well, night? I don't know. They, people people have not really said much other than something tightened up, and that was it. Yeah, that's yeah. been the last report. Let's pretend, right? Okay. So you need some help right. on the right. I'm a little. I think skeptical. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. <laughs> I would probably do Geo on the right, and I'd have Lagus or sorry, Geo on the left. My bad, and mm-hmm. Lagason on the right. Uh, both those guys can switch sides, uh, but Geo's going to be 40 so i would have him on the easier side <laughs> and lagason i would put on the right so that's your if we'll assume klingberg's out that's your third pairing yeah it, it, it ain't coconut okay <laughs> it, it's it, not okay. it's not coconut it's not you don't think benoit makes the team he could as an extra if there's injuries as an extra um i mean he has to make a hell of an impression mm-hmm. um uh, he hasn't played mm-hmm. it i mean shit happens man what are you gonna do what are it, you gonna do Sorry, go ahead, Jess. No, we were we were asked at the at the live show like if you could make any big Leafs trade, uh, what would you make? And I was like, maybe we should have undid the John Klingberg deal. I wish they I wish they went and got something more stable. Could have got Matt Dumba for the same price. <laughs> like I like wow. I'm, we're, I'm looking at the the six defensemen that are there and like the the eight that are kind of in contention. I wish they had the big guy. I still to refuse to believe they're done. Oh, they're yeah, not. That's what we they're, thought they're not for, the last, for the last month and a half. We're like, when's the trade coming? And nothing has happened. Well, no one's eager to make one, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, well, the teams that need to make one are eager. But uh, those are called the teams with no leverage, Ottawa yeah. Senators. I mean, uh, this so. feels like a November Leafs trade season. Yeah, and I mean, that seems like, uh, that seems like a pretty typical time that a new GM with a team would do that like 45 days into the season how many games 15 20 something like that you've seen enough that you think you understand the organization you probably have been to a whole bunch of minor league games too see who's ready there i wouldn't be shocked at all to see i'm gonna say sometime between halloween and the wrong thanksgiving (laughs) which is the canadian one Hey, yeah. wait, hey. Uh, <laughs> the American one is the wrong one. The Americans have the correct dinner no, for things. No, dinner yeah. before dessert. No. Dinner before dessert. Dessert is, is Christmas. That doesn't make sense. Dessert is Christmas. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking Halloween about? Halloween's just the orders, pal. 
Halloween's Halloween's. Who has chocolate for hors d'oeuvres? Well, no. When you arrive at the party and there's some little fixings and stuff, you make yourself a drink. That's Halloween. Now you're and then you get to dinner, which is Thanksgiving, and then you get to Christmas. It's lined up perfectly. It is perfect. It's perfect. Like I don't know what the hell we're doing October 11th Halloween. I think winter comes earlier. As a Canadian, I have to argue that all things Canadian are better than all things American. But you're, you don't. Yeah, I think you sold me. We do Black Friday here. We're, like it doesn't make sense. You could get fifteen to twenty percent off on Black Friday in oh, Canada. Yeah. In the and states, it's like eighty-six percent. Everyone just kind of walks in the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a normal day. Yeah, um, but like, yeah, the defense I could see an upgrade in in November because yeah, give Brad the month and a half to evaluate the team, and I think he'll see kind of what we all are thinking is going to happen, and he's going to make a move. I also I think I think that he has said. Publicly, it's a work in progress. Mm-hmm. If you look at the defense he put together in Calgary, which is, t- in, in my mind, oh, one really of the most good. talented in the league. Yeah. Um, now, I'm not expecting him to be able to go off and go out and pull off what he did there right away. Um, but if he, he likes big and he likes puck moving. Mm-hmm. So they're not very big and they can move the puck. So oh. they just need to get a little bit bigger. And like, I, I love like Noah Hannafin's contracts. Wouldn't that be great in Toronto? Wouldn't he be great? Uh, I, well, he wants to play in the States, so no, but you know what? Let's trick him. How about just this? Let's just trick him. Yeah. Hey, ask most Canadians outside of the GTA. This is America. (laughs) Um, the, uh, uh, the other thing I think we got to talk about is, uh, and I've been avoiding this because I don't want to get too high on these young, young guys who are not going to make it quite yet. Mm -hmm. Fraser Minton. Uh, man, looking like a really, really good player. Really? It's almost like we have to designate our attention to one guy. So Easton Cowan's been getting it all, but Fraser Mitten's friggin' awesome. I like his takeaways. Isn't oh, that weird? Isn't that nerdy? I like the way he takes the puck from you. I mean, it is nerdy. He's like, he's very your typical Kyle Dubas draft pick, except he's big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, like, Easton Cowan would have been a Kyle Dubas draft pick, right? Hundred like, percent, tiny and fast. And oh, it's almost like battles. his scouting department made the draft pick. Yeah, well, the, the living so scouting weird. department. I, on second so thought, it's nothing like Dubas. That's that's so weird. That is scouting department probably <laughs> no. made the pick because the general manager wasn't allowed to be employed by the team. It's mm. impossible. He wasn't there. No, yeah, no, it's yeah. impossible. Okay. Um, no, he he's uh, he. He's a nightmare to go into the corners with. Mm-hmm. Um, he created that Matthew Nye's goal against Montreal. Um, you know, another guy who's going to go to junior and dominate. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if he makes the world juniors. Um, oh. Like, he's he's yeah. that good, man. Um, that good. According to uh, Sheldon Keefe, he said, it's not only how he plays, but how he is on the bench. He's the most talkative guy. There's not a lot of fluff in there either. He's directing <laughs> traffic. He is coaching in a lot of ways. It was the same in Traverse City from reports we got from Traverse City coach John Gruden, not John Gruden of NFL fame. Right. Uh, it is the same here. He is engaged. His leadership qualities really stand out. Uh, and when he gets on the ice, he competes and he's in the right spots. He can make a great play. Do the Leafs not talk? They they put a ridiculous amount of emphasis on we need to be louder. We got to have a louder bench. We got to be louder in the dressing room. We got to be louder. They're very talkative guys yeah. unless they're out of the like I've heard from I've heard from many people that Austin Matthews is really funny, really chatty, but is not with the media. So you're never going to see it. 
Yeah. Mitch, look, look Mitch at the guys. Energizer bunny. Look at that. Like, yeah. But look at the guys on the bench. Like, JT's not going to be out there yelling. Willie's half asleep because that's his attitude. Right. Austin doesn't show emotion on camera. Mitch is like Energizer Bunny, but he's not like in your face about it. Like, the, the stars aren't really the talkative guys. And they went and signed a bunch of people with uh, missing teeth so the words get out faster. Domi and Bertuzzi. And yeah. just, they just want a team that chirps, yeah. apparently. That, I, you know what it is? Sheldon doesn't want to do his job. I don't want to coach you guys. You coach. <laughs> you do the coaching. You do the coaching. No, it's, I mean, it's a sign of confidence, I, I guess, and you do got to talk, but it's, a, it's ridiculous how often they bring it up. Yes. Yeah, and, and I think it's, it's kind of neat, and, and, and I guess um, the Minton-Robertson-Nyes line, um, this is what Keith had to say about it. He said, you've got two guys that are hard on the puck. They have good size and length, and they're both skilled, both young. He's talking about... Um, uh, Minton and Robertson on this particular occasion. He said, quite honestly, I think both guys are going to do well no matter where I put them. Um, and it's been fun working with these guys this week. Uh, we have separated them from a lot of our top guys and most experienced forwards to give him these opportunities. We think they're ready uh, for more and ready to show what they can do against greater competition without being insulated by some of the others. And what, one thing that is important from the Montreal game on Saturday is that the Leafs were like br brutally outplayed, especially in that first period. Uh, but they stuck in there and somehow came up one nothing, right? Yeah. And, and again, it's it's not about how the Leafs franchise is doing. It's how do the young players react to getting domed? It's because <laughs> that's what they got. <laughs> they were dominated. It was like seventeen to five. It's individual dominate. efforts that I'm paying attention yeah. to, and that's what I'm saying. But now, like tonight, when mm -hmm. basically the whole team except for the third pair is playing, now I'm gonna sort of pay attention to how they are structurally i mean the passes are still going to be garbage mm -hmm. they're going to be missing nine feet high yep who's yeah. montreal playing i'm looking for that right now and i'm not seeing anything who are the leafs playing? uh they just tweeted two minutes ago <laughs> but uh yeah nothing about the the lineup well let me let me see uh on their website that arranges games by week yeah they're they no they wouldn't have it there no they don't have it. no no steve i meant who is montreal playing in their lineup because the leafs oh. play Montreal. yeah not like what team is montreal playing. i was like that's a strange question but let me find the answer yeah no that's uh, not, you don't have to go to the leaf schedule <laughs> yeah i wouldn't know <laughs> I'm an idiot. I, don't, I don't think that question would have made sense i would have looked at john Liu's uh <laughs> twitter account but he's not there anymore i want to know who the leafs are going up against in their lineup because in the Montreal Canadiens line. Arpin hasn't tweeted it. I don't think... Yeah, they probably haven't released Mark it. Mark Antoine has tweeted it. Yeah, they haven't released it. I got to say, I like my new identity as Big John Lou guy. Mm -hmm. uh, when we were taking... Who isn't? Well, no, I mean, not? who isn't? You're right. You're right. <laughs> Satan, I assume, and yeah. no one else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when when we were down there now going, I got to take John Lou and his bow tie down. You'll never get him. <laughs> You'll never get him. He's an angel. Um, no, because he appeared on the TV while we were taking pictures, and they went, Steve! And I'm like, what? John Lou! And I went, ah! <laughs> He's the best. Big John Lou awesome. guy. Big John Lou guy. Um... Uh, I don't saw, work at Sportsnet anymore. I can say it. I saw Leaf fans complaining about this over the weekend. Um, and listen, Everything. every time, every time there's a player that's waiver eligible in Toronto, um, and he's not necessarily going to be on the team, uh, there's going to be a lot of focus on it. And people know they're not stupid that a lot of general managers are watching all of these games on, you know. Uh, uh, you know, on, on like the Sportsnet feed. So they're going to see that. And they are influenced by what the guys on TV say sometimes. Martin Jones has gone to five different teams, but it now seems to have been narrowed to two. It's either Colorado or it's Tampa. 
I mean, because Fransos isn't going to be in in the lineup, which means to me it's going to be Colorado. I know because they're higher in the waiver pecking order. Yeah, here I, gotta, I think I got to send this. Maybe not to oh, no, Jesse. Not. Sorry, what? Um, what do you got? Friggin' Nick Richard or Richard? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just takes that clip from Step Brothers and goes, "Fucking calm down, guys. It's Martin Jones." <laughs> <laughs> now he has looked good in the preseason. He which, has, which is great, solid, and he'll be great in Colorado or Tampa. Then maybe, uh, or do you care? Uh, okay, it's not nothing. It isn't nothing. It's it, worth discussing. Yes, and here's why. Um, should he be supplanting Wool? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Samsonov? No, hell no. I don't care how many wins he had last year. His save percentage has been con- consistently terrible for five or six years. However, who are the goalies under NHL contract underneath him? Do we know? I think Petruzzelli has one, doesn't he? There's Keith Petruzzelli, who was the team's fifth uh-huh. last year. Dennis Hildeby, and this is his first pro season in North America. And Vyacheslav Peksa, and this is his first uh, pro season in North America. So you have guy with not a ton of experience, followed by two guys with less. Did okay. you mention, did you mention uh, Arthur? Arthur Akhtumov? Yeah. Yeah, but he's on loan to ah, uh, the, yeah. his KHL team. Whereas Peksa, like... I haven't heard a ton about that because they're like, yeah, he signed his KHL deal. And he's like, mm, you sure? And then showed up in North America and now he's here. So my question <laughs> then with Martin Jones is, it, you know, of all the players that you named, can any of them play 40 games in the NHL and get an 887 save percentage? Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm not asking that as an insult. I'm asking that seriously. Wait, why, do we, why do we need somebody to play 40 games? Well, what if, sorry, if it's 20 games or something. Like, uh, let's say there's an injury. Do Wool and Samsonov not, not exist? I think Sammy I, had some injuries last year, didn't he? If there was a long-term injury, I... Th- well, here's the thing. If there's a long-term injury, but you have Martin Jones, I think you don't worry about it. Like, you don't need to go out and make a deal. Is it good news? No, of course not. It's not. It's straight up not good news when your third goaltender plays. It means someone's hurt yeah. or sucks. Mm-hmm. Neither is a good option, right? Right. Um, but if someone's out longer than a couple weeks, and you got Petrozelli and Hildeby and like one of them might step up and be good, but there's no evidence of any of that, yeah. right? So. Losing Martin Jones, whereas is with Martin a bit Jones, of a bigger there's plenty deal. of evidence that he's not good. But at least there's you know. an abundance of. <laughs> he's, I, he's looked great. The, the point great. is that it's Martin Jones. Yeah, that's a replaceable asset for a problem that doesn't exist yet. That okay, you lose Martin Jones on waivers. You have until fingers crossed, maybe one of those guys gets injured to solve that issue. You got you got a little bit of runway here. You probably my guess would be the Leafs hope. Um, Man, I don't know what the I plan don't know. is. If Listen, they if they lose Jones, I imagine it would be Petrozelli and uh, Hildeby. Pexa can play in the ECHL as their starter. But if Martin Jones is in that equation, I don't know. They could carry three goalies. Well, or well, no, they can't. They for sure can't mm-hmm. because they're going to have to carry a roster yeah. of like twenty because they're right up against it. Especially maybe if they have sign. no extras except goalies. It's Noah Gregor they got to sign to a contract, right? Oh yeah, right. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, yeah. I, um, <laughs> but you lose Martin Jones today. You still have your two goalies. Yeah, you're so okay. It's not, it's not like you lose Martin Jones today and it's a problem. 
Like, let, we got to go solve this and make it a panic trade. No, and then you have all of the time in the world to go fix it until something uh, catastrophic happens, like one year or two goalies go down. So, well, Brad you might even get him back can. on waivers when yeah. Vasilevsky comes back. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody I mean, else is going to be on waiver. Yeah, do you let a divisional rival rent him? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Also, I don't think Martin Jones is making it to Tampa. No, I don't think so either, no. which is why I'd be calling Tampa going, do you want him? Where where'd Tampa finish in the standings? Because I, waivers for the first, I think, month of the season is, is the based on year. last year's standings. Okay. And there well, I are, think Colorado Colorado had 109 points. That's more than Tampa did, isn't it? No, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I mean, so uh, Tampa finished 13th overall. Yeah, not as high as I thought. They had 98 points. So Colorado would uh, Tampa would have them first. So maybe you call Colorado. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Try to get a conditional seventh or something. <laughs> something spicy, you know? Woo! Hell yeah. I mean, seventh, baby. I was about to say, like, give them their, or if I'm Chicago, I want them. But if I'm Chicago, I don't really want to win hockey games, so I don't worry about it. One of the guys I was looking at from Montreal's end uh, was Alex Newhook because they gave up some assets to get him and, and re-signed him. It's just coming out this morning that he's being held out for precautionary reasons. The Montreal Canadiens just tweeted that. But I did want to talk about Alex Newhook and did you see anything in the game that you liked and like what does he need to do to be obviously he's a member of this team he's on the team but what does he need to do to make good on the promise that Montreal season uh I mean the Habs are just full of guys who can be in the NHL lineup be in the I don't know top nine I would say um which is fine and good and you need those guys they need a thing they, they need a thing. They need to be exemplary at something. So, like, Kirby Doc comes on board as highly touted guy, but guy. Mm-hmm. And he shows he can take a step producing at the NHL level, and this year you look for that again. I think they're hoping for the exact same thing out of Newhook because he was sort of trapped in the Colorado Avalanche lineup by not being able to take that next step. He should have been able to challenge for the second line center spot last year. And he just wasn't able to do that. He wasn't able to take the step. He wasn't able to be the guy. He was just kind of guy. So you, you can't help be but better than that. be extremely disappointed in what Alex Newhook has been so far in his career because like Stanley Cup champion. No, I mean, in terms of his role within the lineup individually no, in Colorado, because with Gabriel Landeskog out for an entire season, there was an opportunity in one of the best teams in the league to be their number two center. And it, it, as a first round pick a couple of years ago, that's that's your that's your chance right there. And you're not and given no many chances in in this league. And you had it on one of the best teams and you didn't you didn't seize it. But could he take that next step? Yeah, because he's 22 exactly. and there's still plenty of time to do it. So that it hasn't come yet, and the Habs, which is disappointing, but he's 22. The Habs said, come on down. Be the guy instead of a guy. Their, their lineup is packed with those guys. Mm hmm. They, they, I, I think this is the early part of the rebuild where they take on a bunch of experiments, see what works, see what doesn't, and the ones that work will stick around. The ones that don't... I was wondering how long House fans are going to give this regime and this team. I feel like it's it's got to be another year or two to where, hey, even if you're not even challenging for a playoff spot, we're still kind of comfy and fun. Mm-hmm. But I think I, things, things are going to get restless at the beginning of next year Mm -hmm. and things are going to get restless if Slavkovsky isn't great Mm -hmm. because they have, they have other guys who are, you know, 
there's a really good reason to believe they're going to be good NHL players. Slavkovsky was picked first. Like, you can't just look fine. Yeah. You, you got to be a big player for them. Because we're not, we're not running out of time, but you can see the end of the tunnel, you know, for, for Montreal, where it's like, we're going to start getting upset if you don't start taking leaps. I think they got to take a step forward this year. I mean, if they, in, not being decimated by injuries. I think they lost the most man games to injuries last year. It was year, a or? wild. Them or Colorado, depending on yeah. how you count them. Crazy. But, like, yeah. you start going, oh, Caulfield's 25? Yeah, Suzuki is how old? And yeah. Like, I'm not, he's not 25 now, but, like, it, it yeah. does creep it up. It sneaks up on you. T- take it from some Toronto fans. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Who've seen one second round in 20 years. Yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> we're talking about Matthews signing his extension, and we're like, yeah, he's going to be 31 at the end of it. Ooh. You know, yeah. there's a lot of goes, guys on the Habs. It goes four by years. fast. It goes yeah. by real fast. Yeah. Absolutely. There's a lot of guys on the Habs who could sign an eight year extension today and they won't be 31 at the end of it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, it's like high school. You know, you turn around, it's done, and you're like, where did those four years go? With this with this Habs team, like Suzuki is coming up on, on age 25. You know, he's, he's right there. And, but we'll be and, friends forever. <laughs> but we'll be friends forever. It'll never end. And then yeah. you, you look back on, on the, the rebuild and you're like, it's been seven years and we haven't won shit. And then it's. Two years later, you don't even acknowledge each other on the Rouge Hill train platform. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's sad. It happens more... fast. Jays fans, if you don't know, I have a podcast called the Jesse Blake Sports Report. It stars me, Jesse Blake. And after every single Jays playoff game, hopefully there's a lot of them, I'll be coming to you with a reaction episode. And you can find it on your favorite podcast feed, whether that's Apple or Spotify or Google or wherever. Or catch the video version of the episode on youtube.com slash sdpn. Jay's reaction pods for the playoffs. Play ball. One of the more interesting stories over the weekend was the Senators deciding to keep Travis Hamanick in place of Lassie Thompson, who is their 2019 first round pick. I don't get this. Uh, I believe he was 17th overall or something. Uh, uh, I don't get this at The all. Ducks claimed him, which is good I for get the Ducks. Um, he's a lottery ticket for them at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, Sens fans, I think, have been extremely positive, and rightfully so. There's a lot to be excited about. Sure. But there's a couple of um, weird things. A couple of weird things happening. And it's it's and I'll get to the next one with Shane Pinto in just a second. Actually, you know, I'll just tell you. Uh, Elliot Friedman said the gulf between the Senators and Shane Pinto got bigger last week. Oh god. Um, because they were he was really disappointed with his one year, one million dollar offer from the Senators. Sens fans are like, why doesn't he just take it? He knows he'll get more next year. Nah, why most, don't you most, take less at, with the promise that you'll get more next year? Most of the ones I've seen are like, no, that is not a one million dollar play. Well, they made the fact that they made the offer to me, like they shouldn't have done that. Because uh, it's you're you're essentially saying, how about you clean up our mistake? Well, what and if why he, would he do that? What if he takes it? You gotta yeah. try. I, I don't think it's like you, a formal offer in the way that it's being presented. No, by it is ang- a formal angry, offer. angry sense fans. But, but those offers usually come more in the in the sense of a conversation is what I'm talking about between agent and GM. That's what I'm, that's what I'm, it's a formal offer, but it's more of a, a casual conversation that's been going back and forth at all times. You know, it's not they presented this contract and like sign it, Shane Pinto, and that's it or you're out of here, you know. And it doesn't sound like he's grinding them either. No, no, he wants two and a half million bucks. Yeah. Well, well, he wants two and a half million, but also they're like, "Oh, does he want to trade?" And he's like, "No, I'd like to stay here." Their their Brandon Pridham didn't do his job. Well, well, Jesse, here's the thing. Um, Michael Andlauer was talking about the Sens front office was not as robust as he would like it to be. I don't think they had that guy. Yeah. 
It sounds um, like they, they missed that part of the front office. I know, but, like, but it, anybody with a brain could have at least looked ahead and been like, hey, we don't have any money for Shane Pinto. That's well, I remember this being million. talked about in like June. His qualifying offer, by the way, uh, was 874000 So he did get a $250,000 raise from yeah. his Q, QL. Most people will take that. Now, if he gets in at one and a half... I know he wants two and a half, but if they can get to one and a half... Which they can't physically do right now. Yeah, I was reading... I think it was Bruce Garriott. <laughs> Who can you bury? Thing. Well, <laughs> uh, uh, they can sign him now to a contract, and then they can give him an extension in January. But, like, dude, do not trust anyone in business. Oh, no, they're not like, going to do you do right by you. No. Unless they're Kyle Dubas. So it's too much. <laughs> yeah, and they'll trade you to a rival. Um, no, but like, let, let's say he signs um, 1.2, right? Mm -hmm. And he's a really good boy. Mm -hmm. And they're like, and don't worry, we're going to give you what you deserve in January. Mm -hmm. And then he's not good leading up to January. Or he's injured. Yeah. Or he's, yeah. You think you're getting that deal still? No, you're not. Fuck you. You're not, you're not getting it. Now, you're he has no arbitration rights, and he's an RFA. He has no arbitration rights. He's an RFA. He can demand a trade. They don't have to do it. His agent is Louis Gross. Yes. Who is notably, who else's agent? William Nylander. Mm -hmm. So he's not a, afraid of this. But also, like, what a tremendously different process. Um, I, this is a, a problem of the send zone doing. And they're going to have to lose someone on their roster to do that. The, the, I don't understand why they traded for, like, why they took Kubalik back. I don't understand that, and I also don't understand that the ask for Matthew Joseph is supposedly like a first. He's not worth that. What? Even if he was, you cannot ice your team. Please stop acting like you have any leverage in the situation. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we're the only team that had Matthew Joseph. Like with with all due respect, that's a good player. There are other Matthew Josephs out there. Mm -hmm. They don't have leverage. It's bad. I'm not saying that as a Leaf fan. It's bad. It's just not a good situation. Mm -hmm. I think they could still score a ton of goals, be a ton of fun. They still have a bright future. This whole situation stinks. If I was the GM in this situation, I would have already paid for an asset to go away to free up cap space. Like I wouldn't. You think Shane Pinto is that valuable? I to the team? He's a 22-year-old, 20-goal scorer who looks like he's only going to get better. You know, like I, I think I think at this point you should have already made a deal to get this guy into training camp and not have this situation because it's not so much money. No. It's two million dollars. You had to figure out on your cap over the course of the summer and you you failed to do it. I think at this point you should have just made the deal for someone or found a way to send someone down and make that that uh, cap money available. And I don't know what they're doing. Over well, there. and on top of that, you just lost a first rounder from four years ago. Who has played NHL games and played them yep. well? Yeah, yeah, he has. Oh, it was five points in twenty games or something. Yeah. You you have Brandstrom, who your coach doesn't even like. You have Hamannik, who your coach shouldn't like. And Lassie Thompson got waived. It's gone. Bye for no reason. Bye four years of development we invested in this first round pick yeah. and all the scouting resources that went into picking him. Like, like it's not. This isn't a prospect that didn't work out. No, this is a prospect they lost. <laughs> like like Ty Smith is a prospect who, uh, you know, w uh, was on the all-rookie team and went backward, 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 waiver wire, no one even takes him. Mm -hmm. That's a prospect that didn't work out. That's not Lassie Thompson. He's a good player. You would wa you, They want Lassie Thompson in their system, but they failed to figure out the cap. 
Like his odds of being um, like a a pensioned NHL player. So what what what's the threshold for that? Two hundred games, or two? It's something like that. Are very good, very good. No, this is a, a bag fumble by the Senators. I wondered too, you know, if you're where the Senators are at, right? Um, DeBrincat being traded seemed like a foregone conclusion, but did they need to trade him? Uh, yeah, he didn't want to be there. <laughs> Yeah, but did they need to trade them? There's plenty of guys that don't want to be where they are. Yeah, I mean, so that to me would be the situation where it would be a hostile um, uh, sitting out. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't think you don't think he was going to go to camp. You you think he wouldn't have reported? Yeah. You think it was that bad? Yeah. He didn't want to be there. Well, I mean, we've seen that before, right? We have. I mean, they probably should have shown a little bit more backbone. Uh, because you gave up the seventh overall pick in a trade package to get this guy. There's just, for, for a team that's building for the future and seemingly doing a pretty good job of it, there's a really, really weird lack of foresight well, and in it, any other move. If you, none of this would matter, if you'd have Pinto in the lineup right now, mm-hmm. you'd have Lassie Thompson still, you could hang on to your guy, Travis Hamannick, who you love so much, if you hadn't assigned Vlad Tarasenko. Oh, and I was... And My listen, smile I, was growing and growing. I thought you were going to say if Tim Stutzel. No, no, <laughs> no, no, also, no, with no, the, no. With the Debrinkat situation, we forget that he was he didn't have a contract. He was an RFA, so like yeah. he he couldn't have played unless he had signed the contract. Like, yeah, through arbitration. He, yeah, he's going to play though. Yeah, but he's going to sign something. Yeah. No, but he didn't have a contract. He didn't have you know? to. So he was going to sit. I guess. Yeah. Like, I guess. The, they, needed, they needed to move that. The re- they shouldn't have taken anything back. Right. Like, he didn't have a contract. That why was, did you take Kubelik? Why did, why did you take that? Why did you help out and, Detroit? And I think Tarasenko is... Yeah, exactely. Why did Divisional you rival. Why did you... Like, that, that made zero you sense to me. You spent the seventh overall pick to get this guy. He had one mediocre year with you. Uh, and then you traded him to a divisional rival for less. Like, what... And what about that is good business? Though. And not that Tarasenko is not valuable in and of himself, but is Vladimir Tarasenko with 31 on a one-year deal a future senator? Uh, no. Like, I, no, the answer mm-hmm. is no. It's he good is not. that they have him on their team this sure. year. Like, I guess, do you let previous bad business get in the way of good business now? Right? No. I, Adam's right with the, the Tarasenko thing because you got to look at the $5 million that Tarasenko costs. The Senators are probably better off with five extra million dollars as opposed to having Val- Vladimir Tarasenko. It's, it's credit card debt, right? Like, you, if you don't sign Tarasenko, you go, like, your priority should have been signing Shane Pinto. And keeping Lassie Thompson. And keeping Lassie Thompson ahead of signing vladimir tarasenko and so you take care of that business and then you can go to the store and go shopping now what you're gonna discover when you go to the store is we can't afford vladimir tarasenko okay well what can you afford right they bought something with money they didn't have oh we're gonna have to pawn our (laughs) and they got into a bidding war with the carolina hurricanes over him who knows if the Hurricanes even wanted him? Well, well, it maybe they, yeah. but he very <laughs> likely when that negotiation started, the Senators were expecting to pay less than five million for Tarasenko. They had to beat out other teams to get it, and and so that's also sort of important. I think that's an important thing. Here's another piece that I'd like you to just take a gander. Okay, Timothy Lilligren, eighteen points, twenty four years old. He makes what? One point four. Eric Brandstrom. <laughs> 18 points, 24 years old. I don't know where this number came from. What does he make? Two mil. 
Two See, mil. That's and the, the coach doesn't even play him. The, the coach doesn't like him. Now, I understand why the organization likes him. I think DJ Smith's wrong. I think He's, Eric Branson's no, great. Yeah, I agree. But I, agree. But, uh, I would, I would but probably just, pay him more than Lilligren. I would too, but I think the point mm-hmm. is is that he hadn't proven it yet, and you had the opportunity to drop the hammer on him. And now a I guy agree. with, as Jesse says, 20 goals, who is a player that they expect to get better and better, who is quite young, is now going to miss camp and may miss a piece of the beginning of the regular season. Uh, and we know that could be detrimental to how your season goes. We know that. Because of these, it's these little tweaks that really do. If I'm if I'm Pierre Dorian, I'm sitting here right now, and somebody gave me a magic genie wish, and they said, "Hey, (laughs) you can go back to last last week where you have Lassie Thompson, and you have the money available assigned Shane Pinto by erasing Vladimir Tarasenko from from your entire roster and getting extra five million dollars, or you sit where you are right now and you have Tarasenko and you don't have Lassie Thompson and Shane Pinto's on side." I'm taking the situation where I have $5 million and no Tarasenko and those two players on my roster. Yeah. I think that would make more sense than having Vladimir Tarasenko. And, like, I'm just looking yeah, at... Yeah, just for development purposes. Also, who's claiming Travis Hamanick? You can bury up to $1.3 million, $1.35 million in the AHL. No one is taking Travis Hamanick. I think someone... And, and was, also, who cares? But is it, was that an option to send him down? Well, you like, could have. I, I saw I a lot know. of Sens fans going like, hey, it's between Hamannick and so, keeping last time. But was he that, has a no-move clause, so yeah. I assume um, that means they, they can't. They gave Travis Hamannick a no-move clause? Did they make, Did they sign that deal it's, or did Vancouver? It, it appears to be full no-move. 1.1 this year and The next. Senators That's signed insane. that this year on July 4th. Are That's you out insane. of your mind? That's insane. A no-move clause for a million-dollar player? What's wrong with you? I don't get it. That, Let him go. And on top of that, so I'm looking at their cap friendly. They have two first-round picks. If I'm a team approaching them about fixing their situation, I ask, and mm-hmm. then Dorian tells me to fuck off. So I go, okay, yeah. well, you have a second. You don't have a third. You have three fourths. At least one of those is gone. Sure. That, that would be my assumption. They have a fifth, a sixth, no seventh. I, I say all this but to say I like where the Senators are headed. I just feel like... If if the focus was on this core group, this wasn't the summer to go get Vladimir Tarasenko. Yeah. And you don't need those 29 goals replaced. You don't have to moneyball this. The 29 goals that, that Debrincat brought. That's clearly what they wanted to do with Tarasenko. Every, everything with their situation can be traced, though. This happened because this happened because this happened because this happened, and none of it's good. That's not great. Right. That's <laughs> not a still, good situation. Listen, I wouldn't shock me if they have a killer October. They come out here and they tear it up, and that's great. And maybe Shane Pinto takes $1.2 million because he wants to get back in that lineup because the team's so great. Maybe that's what they're counting on. I just feel like it just seems to be... There's a lot of things about this roster. You're like, man, you didn't need to do that. You didn't need to do that. You, didn't, you don't need this player. That You don't need Travis Hamannick at 33 years old on a no-move. Yeah, and you're not sent... like Even if you could, if you can send down the no-move clause, which I don't understand. You can't. You can't in the CBA. I don't think you can. You can't. But like, even if you could send down Travis, Travis Hamannick as a business person and like hockey guy to hockey guy, you're not sending down the UFA you just signed in July. Like, I don't think Pierre Dorian is that ruthless to do that. Yeah. I, I signed this never guy. never sign that deal? Yeah, that's the mistake. Yeah. It's not about sending him down now in September or October now. It's about not signing the deal back in July. You give, like, I'm, I'm old enough to remember when you gave no moves to stars. I, if his agent, like back not even that long ago, six, seven, eight years, if you're like third pair defenseman, comes to you and goes, I want a, I want a full no move. You laugh him out of the office. 
when did this happen? Like you look around the league and like all these guys are getting these protections uh, because they're quote unquote taking less. No, you're taking less because the salary cap's fucked. You're not taking less because you got all these protections. You know, 10 players in the history of the NBA have ever signed, have ever had a no movement clause. Are you serious? That's it. And who are they? Are they the, are they big stars? Um, Bradley Beal is the most recent one. Um, but like it's 10 guys like LeBron James doesn't have a no movement clause. It seems like it's better business not to just give the player everything they want. I, I like, okay, Claude Giroux, <laughs> full no move. Uh-huh. I get that. Vladimir Tarasenko, no trade clause. You have to woo he, him as a UFA. If they're not in the playoffs by, by trade deadline, that's a player that they're likely going to trade. And he's, yeah, and he wants to control where it's going to, where he's sure. going to go. He's probably, if he performs poorly, going to score like, I don't know, 20, 25. That's if he performs poorly. If he performs well, 30, 35, maybe even more than that. And on the D core, modified no trade for Chikrin. I get that. Modified no trade for Zub. You're pushing it. Uh, Hamanek. I Guys, man, guys. Full? Thomas Shabbat does not have a no move or no trade or anything. That Travis might... Hamanek has a no move. So Come on. I think Shabbat, weird, there's something weird there. Shabbat might be the situation that Marner had where players under a certain age are not allowed to have those in there. Oh, deal. is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, so Marner's just kicked in. Okay. I wonder if Shabbat's ever kicks in if he's got. Uh, oh, yeah. It does. 24 25. There Modif- you go. But it's modified no move or no, no modified no trade. Okay. So it's just a team list. Okay. Interesting. And like, and I understand why Hamannick would want one. And maybe that was always the cost of getting him but in that case again you don't get him well why do you think sh- Tra- Travis Hamannick wanted I can tell you why but why do you think he, he didn't want to go anywhere he didn't want to get waived because mm-hmm. he was making under you, you can bury 1.1 million dollars right and I know I know Jesse what you're saying is like you don't sign the guy to waive him but if it comes down to asset management, Travis Hamannick is making it through waivers. He's a pretty rare example of a player, though, who like actually wants to play in Canada, like pretty exclusively. Yeah, like that. He wanted been, to be out west, didn't he? Yeah, that a was bit. dating back to like his Islander days. Yeah, and you know. Gar Snell is the one who drafted and signed him. No way. Yeah, yeah. If you go to Hamannick's deal, you can see uh, where who he's drafted by. So yeah, you go back to way back when. When Garth Snow drafted Travis Hamannick and he signed him to his entry-level deal on May twenty-seventh, uh, twenty ten. Wow! A lot of a he lot a of these player. a oh, lot yeah. of these things are just like you know rinky-dink around the edges stuff, but it's affecting the rest of the lineup, mm-hmm. is what I'm trying to say. Garth also gave him the seven-year deal. Like it doesn't seem like a holy shit. <laughs> it doesn't Art, seem like a big deal now. Um. God, the Islanders were fucking wild for a while. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Imagine your first two NHL contracts are signed by Gar Snow and Jim Benning. Dude, that... Two guys who just love making wild decisions. That contract <laughs> doesn't even crack the top, like, 20 things. Like, top, like Garth Snow the, the top 20 <laughs> wild thing. Oh, forget Garth Snow. Like, Garth Snow was a... Was Mike a Milbury. Breath all the of fresh that... air compared to Mad Mike. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I want to throw this yeah. out there. Isn't it funny that Milbury, 
who signed ridiculously weird and long-term contracts, uh, was then eventually followed by Garth Snow, who signed ridiculously weird and long-term contracts, signed by, yep. then followed by Lou Lamorello, who also signs ridiculously weird and long-term contracts. Mm -hmm. And I'm specifically talking about Pierre Engvall, $21 million for seven years. I was, I was, looking, like, through, why? I was looking through some of the worst trades in NHL history. The Islanders got Mark Parrish and Oleg Kavasha. Oh, yeah. Two young players, good players, mm -hmm. good, for Ole Jokinen and Roberto Luongo in the year 2000. For context, Luongo was the fourth overall pick in 1997, three years prior, and Ole Jokinen was the third pick that year. And Imagine getting the third and fourth overall pick from the draft three years ago for two guys who are like... Fine. Now Luongo <laughs> went on to be the best goalie in team history, and Jokinen, I think, is the Jokinen is the team leader in scoring all for time. The, is he for not? the Panthers, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I don't know if he still is, but he was for a very. Barkov long. probably took that over yeah. or Huberto, but still, yeah. And yeah, and you say dude. you say Mad Mike is the worst, but I raise you one Rick DiPietro contract, oh. which is fifteen years long they and four point five million dollars per year, which was set to expire in twenty twenty one. But then the Islanders bought it out in July of twenty thirteen, and that contract, ladies and gentlemen, is still going. Wow! The buyout does not end until twenty twenty nine. You go look at the two thousand draft for the Islanders and all the moves they made on. I think it was June twenty fourth and twenty fifth. Is one of the most destructive days for any NHL team ever. Every decision they made was poor. On draft day in two thousand, every decision they made was fucking stupid. The Islanders, <laughs> yes. Oh, it's great, great. I love this. Yeah, hilarious. And they were born from previous stupid fucking decisions. <laughs> double down just I'm double not. down on your stupid fucking decision. good money after bad um so it you know what listen islanders fans catching strays in a send segment i know the senators <laughs> can figure this out like this is not beyond the the pale in terms of like what they need to be able to do but yeah, even yeah. at this point they have one hundred and twenty thousand dollars left under the cap they need to face their pain they need to rip the band-aid off get it over with these aren't the worst problems in the world no that's no. the thing no. they're a very good young team it's just cap management seems to be not there for death. I also don't understand why you want to hang on to Kubalik, who's got a year left, when you've got Matthew Joseph, who is a pretty good player at less than three for three more years. Because people want Joseph and not Kubalik. Yeah, nobody wants Kubalik. No. So you're going to lose Matthew Joseph mm -hmm. because you picked up Dominic. If that happens, they didn't budget. They didn't <laughs> math. They didn't like do basic accounting. Can you can you trade Kubalik at half retained, and dude? Then, and like, then what pay are you doing? and then pay Pinto <laughs> one point three, and that'll put you like a dollar under the cap. I bet they. This. I bet they've tried. <laughs> they should still. They should overthink this. This is the point where they should be overthinking. <laughs> and I get that I'm overthinking, but they should overthink. This is Steve Stales' first job, like as president, is to overlook this fuckery, and. Uh, no one's going to throw you a friggin' uh, a floating, floating, a flotation device. Hope not a floaty. <laughs> They're going to throw you a boat anchor. Uh -huh. You're going to sink to the bottom. I um, couldn't remember the saying, so I made it up as I went. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. And we've talked many, many times about how therapy has helped us all, uh, especially, you know, you know what? I think there's there's group therapy in watching sports, but there's singular <laughs> therapy in uh, in taking care of your mind. And obviously, you know, as we get back into the swing of things in the fall, 
um, people are talking about the grind, getting back out of the grind, and they're excited for the grind. But September the grind, scaries. The, and oh, now here we are in October. But that September scaries. I hadn't even thought about that. Oh yeah, every year I get them. Oh, really? Every yeah. year. That, that back to school feeling. Yeah. That hey, everything's picking up again feeling. Yeah. Yeah, it can be at the beginning, the end. Oh yeah. Well, I was just going to say that the grind kind of, the reason we call it a grind is because it grinds you down. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it can get a little dark. And if you want to take care of your head, uh, BetterHelp might be a place uh, for you to check out. Obviously. What if uh, your head is really large? Head, <laughs> even then. Ah, even okay. like the two of us, gi our gigantic heads can fit yeah, two. into three. <laughs> you have a big head too? We're a I think we all heads. have giant heads. Yeah, well. uh, anyway, long story <laughs> short, match with a therapist within uh, uh, 48 hours, which is really great. It's cheaper than most therapy, uh, traditionally anyway. Uh, it's also available over text. It's available over video call. It's really a uh, phone call, whatever way works for you. It's kind of up to you and we want you to try it out and get 10% off your first month. Betterhelp.com slash SDP today. 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash SDP. Take care of your mental health. Ilya Mikheyev will not play... Um, in the preseason for the Vancouver Canucks, he is. Um, I hate tradition. Uh, he is basically um, recovering from a torn ACL in February. Dude, um, they're giving him time. They're saying he's doing well, but the doctors don't even want to commit to opening night. He had 28 points in 43 games before the ACL injury. He is in the second year of a four-year, 19 million dollar contract. The preseason is such a cursed time for him. I know it's terrible. Remember when they're like, we need you to score. And then he did a whole big bunch and he got hurt in the last preseason game. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. So bad. Uh, Alex Kalorn is out four to six weeks with a broken finger for the Ducks. Um, does this get the Zegers deal done? Is all I thought. So. Because <laughs> they're going to need somebody in oh, the lineup. Oh, gosh. I was, well, it's not like cap space isn't the problem. No, I know that. Yeah. They need somebody in if the If anything, lineup. it hurts it's, its ability to get done because they got to replace him with another guy who they have to pay money to. That's what I'm saying. My, my question is, um, like, who the fuck plays for the Ducks? Yeah. Well, Lassie Thompson. Ah, uh, there you go. But he's a defenseman, so it doesn't really help him there. Nope, you need a forward. Um, well, who's getting claimed today? The Minnesota... Dude, oh, he, oh you know who's <laughs> a thousand percent getting claimed? Who? Akil Thomas. Yeah, why, I, is he, why is he even waived? Well, so I guess he must have been battling injuries or something. He hasn't played a ton of hockey over the last couple of years, but if you're the Ducks, he'd be... Stupid not to take a flyer on that kind of talent. You, you have to, it's all lottery tickets at this point. Just yeah. keep collecting guys. Collect, yeah, collect <laughs> a bunch of guys, and you're and you're like the Leafs in 2016. You're just a bunch of guys. By the way, <laughs> I thought you'd find it funny that Brandon Cozen and Peter Holland are both trying out for the Avalanche this year. Hell yeah! Um, two extensions announced uh, this this weekend: Matt Zuccarello, who's 36; Marcus Foligno, who's 32, for the Minnesota Wild. I found I found this fascinating. Um, and obviously we've got, we'll do some season previews with this team, but Matt Zuccarello will be with the wild conceivably now until he is 38 years old. He did take a $2 million pay cut, which comes into effect next year. So it's 4.125 from 6 million. Okay. Um, and Marcus Felino got a raise 32 years old. He got a four year extension. So he'll be with them five more years. Okay. Uh, that kicks in after this year. 3.1 to 4 million, not a crazy amount of money. It's no. Like, it's a, it basically it's a wash between the two and maybe the Wild save a million bucks there, but He's been good for them. What do you Yeah, what do you think about those two things? Uh cuz the, they are right up against it. Yeah, the Wild do like locking up their guys. There's another team where I'm, I'm just not totally sure what's going on there. But uh I just sort of look at it as two guys who have had like 
uh, underratedly long, uh, productive careers. Matsu Gorello, especially. Like, he's, he's beloved wherever he goes. Everyone misses him. Like, I think the worst day of Henrik Lundqvist's career is when Zuccarello left the Rangers. <laughs> right. Like, he yeah. loves the guy. Um, it's just, there's another team where I understand why you did those buyouts at the time, mm-hmm. like for Paris and Suter, but now you have to live in a world where... For the next three years. You have a lower cap than everyone else. Yeah. Even as it goes up. Mm-mm. Nope, you're still at a disadvantage. So, like, Bill Guerin... We didn't really talk about like the psyche of those moves. Like you must think I'm the smartest GM in the league. That's the only way this is going to work is if I'm the smartest GM in the league and I'm able to beat you with one arm tied behind my back. Because that's exactly what these deals are. It also means that those players had fallen in value so much that even retaining them at 50% was impossible to move them. Yeah. Because those contracts were weird too, right? They had the mm-hmm. pre lockout. Hear me out. They were pre-lockout. They were illegal deals that the well, currently illegal deals. They were legal at the time uh, that the Wild sign and uh, lol, lol and get wrecked. Who let Bro Cook hold this L? I <laughs> think it's very funny. <laughs> the situation now that we're kind of a little bit of time has been removed from it. It doesn't. It's not so bad on the cap. So it's this year, and they've Kaprizov and exclusively Kaprizov. They've got this year figured out. Like they're not up against it. They have the they have a roster. It's going to ice and play hockey. Mm-hmm. And then next year, they just need to do it one more time. And then after that, it's done. Yeah, that's it. That's pretty simple. It's one more year. Of it's, pain. it's only two years. What could happen in two years? This year, this year's uh, good. <laughs> this year's good. It's just next year. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't think it's so bad. I think if they want to get rid of them so badly and it's just, hey, next year we got to deal with it because they already got through this year. And that's well, it. well, I also, it also makes me wonder how how bad were those guys? Like, were they were they holding back? That like it the, seems like the Parise yes. Suter thing is like, holy shit. It seems like, at, yes, they were that bad. Like, are they holding the team back that much? Like Dallas seems to like Suter. Suter might win a cup this year. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe it was just time for a change. Yeah, Damn, uh, dude. It's, I thought it was wild when Jesse just said that uh, the Wild should trade Flurry to Tampa. I thought that was wild that you said that. Did you say that? No, I didn't say no, that. You, you think should? I don't know why they would do that. No, they should keep him. I think Mark Andre Flurry is very. I, I know on good authority, uh, he's happy. one individual that Mark Andre Flurry is very happy in Minnesota. Who's his agent? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of it. <laughs> That's a perfect answer. I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out one day. Yeah, this is a... Uh, I like when Alan tweets out like the most innocuous things that one of his clients does in the preseason. <laughs> like, All right, so uh, William Lagason led the team in ice time that period. <laughs> like, great job. Yo, man, I wish That's anybody a good loved me agent, the way man. Alan loves his clients. That's a great I wish agent. my parents supported me the way Alan supports his clients. My God. Yeah. Seriously. I want to have a... Unbelievable to watch. Yeah. I want to have a second graduation that he comes to. Also, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good job. Uh, I also want, I also want Marcel Marcel to be a great hockey player just for the name alone. Does mm. does Alan have both Marcel Marcel and Ivan Ivan? Yeah, dude, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> He's collecting them like Pokemon. And uh, uh, Adam Yurichek is the guy to look out for in the draft this year. Potential top ten. You know. We haven't talked enough about David Juracek as a... No, we have. Well, he's going to play this I was going to say Calder, but Norris guy. I don't think he's a Norris guy yet. Your phone is about to blow up. 
There's a pissed off <laughs> LA number season. calling you. <laughs> Let him play a season, then he'll win every Norris from then on. It's pissed off LA number with a shitload of Bruce Springsteen blaring in the background. He's <laughs> calling you from a concert right now. Yeah. I yeah. just want you guys to know that Vancouver defenseman Philip Roenick led the team in ice time after one period. Hey. Ripped, after one ready. period, Alan. <laughs> Rip Alan. Rip rested and ready for the start of the regular season. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. We got to ask him about that. <laughs> Alan! Yo, man, tell me you wouldn't want that kind of support. It's like he loves his clients. He loves his guys, man. I want it. You okay. Kyle Dubas loves his guys. I just had an amazing idea for an episode of Agent Provocateur. Give it to me. The whole episode is you reading his tweets. <laughs> no, we wouldn't do that. Why? <laughs> that's, that's a fucking amazing idea. Oh, how dare you? How dare you? I gave you an amazing gift and you threw it away. I, I got you, you want some more? Oh, yeah, sure. Give it. Give uh, it. Montreal forward Jan Misak with an impressive game tonight. He played strong defensively, high level of skating and compete and had some looks. Solid effort. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know where you know where you guys met Jan Misak? Long uh, uh, Jan uh, Mishak. Mishak. He Mishak. was at our event in yes. Montreal. Yes, he certainly was. Along with David Juracek. Yes, he certainly which was. Which was pretty cool. And there was another prospect. There was. Was it, was it Marcel Marceau? No, it was not Marcel Marceau. No. I can't remember. The name's escaping me right now. Wow. You're um, about to get another angry phone call. Uh, John Bucci-Gross has an idea, and I wanted to ask you guys about this idea. The President's Trophy in the NHL. this one out too? President's Trophy in the NHL doesn't mean anything right now except that you get a trophy. Right? It's actually kind of bad. Historically, the President's Trophy doesn't do well. The President's Trophy winner doesn't do well in the playoffs. It's the Rock of Triumph. Yeah, you you, you wear it around your neck, and you're not able to do that. Anything. Ancient Greece thing? No, that's a Simpsons, Simpsons. thing. So, Rock yes. of Triumph. What episode is that? From? Remember where he joins the uh, the 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 club, the, the stone, stone cut, the stone cutters. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, oh, the thing where he pulls it up the hill? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. I didn't know that was called. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, get rid of the rock of shame. Give him the rock of triumph. Hey. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's in um, his do you know the Stonecutter song? Uh, Not the whole thing. Oh, okay. Who fix every Oscar night? We, we do. do. We <laughs> do. <laughs> yeah, that's all I remember. Um, John Buchigro says this. The President's Trophy in the NHL should be... Uh, the winner should be awarded with this. And this is something I believe... The NBA used to have this, uh, something similar to this in terms of how they did their playoff seven-game series. Heavier shoes a to make it harder. A three, two, and two opening home ice advantage. So the first three games are at home, just in the first round. Huh. First three games at home, and the, the other team is only guaranteed one. And then you got two at their place, and then t two to finish it off at yours. So that's a, that, to me, feels like, okay... That's worth striving for. You know what? He's right. He's right. It should mean something. I won. I won. I would I would accept an edit to the idea where it's the winner of each conference gets it. Okay. But the pre we're trying so to make the president's team. trophy mean something. I think one team should get it. Now, the problem... I, I don't hate that idea. The problem for teams like, say, the Winnipeg Jets, and we'll talk about this in the season previews, but you're like, what are they doing? Well, you just want to squeak into the playoffs to get steamrolled by Vegas? Well, they want their two home dates in the playoffs. Right. So you'd have to figure out some sort Potentially of three. revenue thing with the NHL where, you know, some revenue is split or some whatever. But Why? The, or why? I won. Well, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I, I feel like there's a way that you could financially make it work, and that could be Gary's problem. But I like this because then the president's trophy actually means something. And you can always split gate revenue. 
Like sure. if you need the owners to agree also, on something, you can split game. Also, don't do suck, man. Also, bad. don't yeah. suck. There's a team in the NHL that doesn't even play in a fucking building, and maybe I don't give a shit. <laughs> I won the president's trophy. Thank you for my extra home date for being good. That's Get my good. reward for being a good little boy. Well, and it might encourage teams like the Jets to pick a pick a lane. And I, I'm picking on the Jets specifically because they're good enough to make the playoffs, but I don't know that they're good enough to go much further. I think that they're better than they were last year. I actually really like the Pierre-Luc Dubois trade, that sort of thing. But I want to see, like, are you... Are, okay, There's more loading up? Yeah. Potentially? Maybe there's more load. Maybe it's like, fuck, I don't want to play those guys. I better make some trades uh, because we don't want to have that. Make games matter more? I feel like it should, right? And you know, Jesse, I don't think you're wrong. Like, maybe doing it in both conferences would make sense, too. That's Steve. Uh, or Steve. But I, no, I just feel but like... you're right. But I feel no, like the, I, I owe him one. I feel like the president. <laughs> you can have that one. I don't want it. The president's Take trophy. It, it would make it kind of special because each year it could go different conference. You just don't know. Mm-hmm. It's a wild card thing. And by the Why? way, it's not parody. How about that? Yeah. We don't need extreme parody. No. Guys. Is, is, should the goal of the NHL be to make the top teams better? Because like if you look at the percentages of the other sports, generally like the higher seeds in the NBA, they're more they have a more li- a higher likelihood to win their series than than uh, yeah. than in the NHL, where you get kind of uh, it flattens out to like a six, 70, 60 percent range of the higher seeds winning. Should the NHL go towards hey? the regular season matters a little more so these better teams win more in the playoffs or do we like the chaos that the playoffs bring in that we get Florida upsetting Boston? It's like, it's fun, but it flies in the face of, well, it flies in the face of what the NHL wants. They want parity, but doesn't that fly in the face of sporting? It's not supposed to be even. I'm better. Yeah, and the better <laughs> it's not team, supposed to be even. The better team should win the majority of the time. Yeah, like you know, uh, Jesse and I go golfing, and they just you know shave like a dozen strokes off of my game because why? Mm-hmm. You're a better gol- golfer, but no, we're gonna arbitrarily uh, just make it easier for me. Right. Why? Why? So so it's more fun for the the fan. Yeah, you know? which <laughs> is fine amongst buddies. Yeah, but this isn't buddy hockey this is a professional league Mm -hmm. you know what i mean you can do that in your beer league whatever i understand that maybe don't score goals 9 10 and 11 on the guy who can't do crossovers you know but this is this is the highest league uh in the world and yeah the president's trophy it's true it means nothing Hmm. now nerds will tell you well no (laughs) guys not a single person in the league views it that way they're not like, yeah, that was the year we won the president. They <laughs> yeah. don't fucking yeah. care. You think Boston's thinking about this? You think a yeah. single member? Yeah. Well, okay. I bet the all the Tampa players really look back on 2019 with fondness. Yep. No, yeah. Bergeron retired because he was so happy with his president's trophy. Yeah. You know what? That's why he's Finally, like, I'm done. Fait accompli. I'm complete. <laughs> yeah. Like, like he's now he's gonna hate that season for the rest of his life. No, and Imagine how much more chaos there is if the President's Trophy team has that advantage and they lose. Yeah. Come I, on. I like the idea of rewarding the better teams. Now, like is it. this just in the first round or throughout the playoffs? I would say the first round, right, Adam? Uh, yeah, I think he, he's, 
John Bucciagras said it was the first round. Yeah. I think it should just be the first round. Yeah. Throughout the playoffs is a wild swing. No, yeah, I don't no. think anybody's... That's, that's too much altering of, of, the, of the playoffs. Yeah, and this yeah. isn't like that crazy. We're talking about one fucking game in a different location. This is not, mm-hmm. this is not a huge change. This isn't hard. Um, the other thing I want to throw out there is like, um, I think what makes... Uh, the idea of parity is that um, uh, a great team like Boston... Uh, can lose to a team that everybody counts out like Florida. That's a great story, right? Mm -hmm. The thing is, is that, and we've had a lot of those. Like we had Montreal's run, which was fantastic. Uh, Vegas's run in 2017, even though that was a really good team. Philly and Montreal in 2010. Yeah, but I I feel like there's like, it's a little bit like, you do... You do want some of the big seeds to win. <laughs> like they are kind of the ones you're counting on. And usually they're the ones with the big stars. Mm-hmm. And you do want the stars making it through as well. So it's, it's a, a tough balance that the NHL has to strike, right? If it's you, a true Cinderella story, it'll still happen. 100%. 100%. But you want, like for me, it's, it's, a, loss, it's a loss in all ways when Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl are not in the finals. It's a loss. Every year that that doesn't happen, it's a loss. It's a loss in Canadian broadcast rights. It's a loss for the city of Edmonton. It's a loss for those two players. And it's a loss for the NHL, which has a huge marketing opportunity. Um, when you've got uh, money behind these guys, and, and, and like think about what's going to happen in the States here. If you're going to have Los Angeles challenging, Vegas challenging Edmonton, those guys getting in is great. But the stars, the true stars are Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. No offense to Jack Eichel or Alex Petrangelo or Phil Deneau or Anze Kopitar. Stars in their home market. Mm-hmm. Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid need to be in the finals more. They and, do. And this will encourage owners to open up their wallet. I want, uh, yeah. Not every team spends of the cap. Man, I love that. They're, most do now. Most do most, now. And, and, On- and apparently behind the scenes, just so you know, most owners were not happy that the NHL chose not to raise the cap. But the uh, NHL head office didn't do it because that would have been a win for the Players Association and they weren't going to give them that. It'll be interesting to see as the cap goes up what teams follow it. Some that teams are going to fall off. That would be very interesting. Um, but, uh, but I don't think we're going to have much... I, don't think, I think this time next year we're still going to have... 20 teams that are right up against the cap because it's only going up like $4 million. And you know what else you'll find really interesting? They say the the Players Association uh, by November will have fully paid off the owners for the lockout money. They have not finished calculating 2021 yet. So we don't actually have a real number on in, in terms of revenue of how much the Players Association owes or the players owe them uh, to, to pay this all back. What do you do all day? Well, that's the thing, right? Is that the, the teams, maybe t- you're chasing teams down for this concession thing or this receipt or this. Or, it's, you know, 32 NHL owners who are, it's in their interest to delay this process, right? Fuck. So, <laughs> it, it's, so the reality is the Players Association could have paid it all back already and we could have a higher cap this year. And the owners wanted it and the players wanted it and the NHL head office said, no, we're not doing that. We can't give them that win. They so, always make the right decisions. They do. <laughs> Just, it's a very, very interesting thing. Um, okay, last thing before we do a quick press conference. Jesse, yeah. I'm going to send you a, and Steve already saw this, um, but I'm going to send it to you anyway. Mm-hmm. An enormous, uh, enormous development on the guys who like dolls. There's nothing wrong with like dolls. Hey, <laughs> hey! I had G.I. Joes. I love my dolls. They're uh, figures. McFarlane hockey figures are making a comeback after a nine-year hiatus. They are probably the best-known 
hockey figure figurine maker, right? Yes, they went away for a while. Why? In, imports Dragon. I don't know why. I, okay. I, I assume they weren't able to sell. Um, uh, I mean, it was probably right around the time of another recession. But uh, yeah, Imports Dragon filled the void for a while. But McFarlane is back. They're back, baby. Uh, and I want all of them. Please give them to me immediately. They really are playing the hits, though, eh? Like having Tage Thompson with the goat head jersey. I like the Matty Beneers one. Matty Beneers. That, that would cool. be, if I'm not mistaken, that's the first ever figure the Seattle Kraken have ever had. Oh, that's neat. I can't think. I don't think they had it like so a. So are you going to go out one. and buy some of these? Uh, my hope is they send them to me for free, but yeah, if they don't do that, then I will send you anything for free. <laughs> why would they send some, something to you for free when they know you will buy? Them? Well, yeah. Why would they do like an ad deal with, uh, someone whose entire room is full of their product? <laughs> because they know you'll buy it. <laughs> they don't need to Guys, <laughs> help me help you. I will be your biggest advocate. Uh, please. Steve, you got to play, you got to play the uh, hard to get game. You got to be hard to get. Oh, sorry. What I meant to say was I'm not that interested. These look great. They look they awesome. Do look These little toys. Awesome. These little toys look They fabulous. are figures. How dare you? I want to know what the ones on the bottom are. Oh, those are football. I don't care. Yeah, that's uh, uh, Barry Sanders, Jalen Hurts, Pat Mahomes. They got Patty Mahomes. We got Joey Burrs. I only want the Bills. Big Bills guy, Steve Dangle. <laughs> just, just spite Drew. <laughs> yeah, big Bills guy, Steve Dangle. <laughs> uh, also want to do a shout out to Aaron Portsline. He uh, he made a he posted about his health recently, um, and that you know it's it's looking positive. But there's some you know it's a, it's a long post. But we just wanted to give him a quick shout out because Aaron's been on this show many times. He's been really generous with his time, mm-hmm. you know, and always goes to great lengths to try to report a story properly he's also a really nice guy so uh yes. Portsy, we're thinking about you um and uh we just wanted to do a little shout out to him let's do the press conference the presser sdp the steve dangle press conference we were asked a interesting question yesterday on twitter i'm pulling it up here i doubt that it was from mike Mike. Can I see your phone? <laughs> Mike's Twitter handle is Kratzy and Mike asks, question for the lads. What is your opinion on the wild locker room parties MLB teams throw every year for just making the playoffs? Not winning the league or World Series, but just qualifying for the postseason. Ooh. And for anybody who doesn't watch baseball, who doesn't know, when in a baseball team in, in baseball, they qualify for the postseason, they get the champagne, the locker room, and they get the full party where they're spraying each other and they're on the field and they're in the dressing room doing all that. It happens every year. And then this debate comes up. And what are your thoughts, oh, Adam Odd and Steve? I, I'm a millennial, but my inner boomer was screaming, pounding on all four walls trying to get out yesterday. <laughs> because, like, listen, it, it's cool. That, that baseball celebrates making the playoffs. But the Jays made the playoffs by losing back-to-back games at home. And on the night they – or on the day that they had their champagne party, they gave up 12 runs. Yeah, but they didn't start like a starter or whatever. Man, I don't there know. There was still something on the line, though. No, no, the day they cl- – oh, I guess the day they had the party. Yeah. But the day they clinched was Saturday where they were competing to win because they could win and get in, and yeah. they lost that game. And they lost that and game. And then that night they clinched by the Mariners losing. They essentially lost a playoff game in a way. Yeah. 
Um, and now they uh, don't get home field advantage because they fucked those two games and woo! I don't think home field was... Well, it, depending on how the week went, but like that day, home field wasn't on the table. Mm, but Are you sure? Yeah, because it wouldn't have played out for them. Yeah. But... That's that's besi- sure. that's this that is yeah, way it, besides. It, it doesn't you're matter. Getting, yeah, you're I like listen. Uh, someone someone put it really cleverly. They're like, listen, they're not going to be the first team to not do it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this is tradition. You have a little champagne party when you when you make the playoffs. That's fine, but I think you can forgive Jays fans for being a little cranky that they backed in in the truest way they could. Yeah, Outs- outside of the Jays. What about every other team doing it? I, I think, generally, I don't I think, care what they do. Okay, but it can, it comes down to this, guys. <laughs> like, first off, not your sport. If that bothers you, it's not your sport. Hmm? You don't have to. How does the party affect you? I have no problem with people being happy. I could give a shit. <laughs> Good for you, honestly. And this also goes back to the MLB has had thirty teams for two or three decades, right? They've had thirty teams for a long time. It used to be that like eight of them made it. Mm-hmm. So making the playoffs in the MLB until very recently was an extreme accomplishment. I think in the Jays, like 40-something years, they've made the playoffs like seven times. And, well. it's, and, and three of those times, by the way, have been in the last four years. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to understand where that tradition comes from. Like in the Premier League, you can win the Premier League four or five games before the Premier League season's over. And you win like their version of the President's Trophy, right? And that to people is like, whoa. What's the point of even playing the rest of the games? And, and it's like, listen, man, it's just not your sport. I don't know. If, if, if hockey players celebrated like that uh, after making the playoffs, I don't know. It wouldn't change my view of them. I don't care. And you so, know what? And, and let, me t- let me say this. Um, let, me, let me ask, what, why is it in hockey? It's like until you do only one thing. That's the only time that you're allowed to feel good. That's a, it's a really bizarre... That's not true. It's bizarre psychology. It's not, it's it, not is, true. it is true. They celebrate after every series win. Do they have do they have crazy champagne or is it like is it just like a little it's a little it's a little celebration. Uh, it's not like what the like they have the hats for when they win the conference or okay. make it to the cup final. So wait, you're telling me and I think I'm going to turn a lot of people with this. You're telling me heading into last year's playoffs. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't sneer at a leaf champagne party for making the playoffs. No, I would yet again where they might fuck it up no, yet I, again. No, it's, I it's different. I think that it is different and I think the uh, the other thing is is I think the way hockey people view hockey, talk about hockey is so exhausting sometimes. I agree. Like you can't fucking celebrate a goal. You have to act like you've That's been there. That's fucking stupid. You can't score over 6 goals or you might hurt the other team's feelings. And you can't like flip enough bat. Enough of this. In, like baseball has it too. Let people the express themselves. It comes back to frankly a very uh, a very much a, a seventy year old, seventy years ago thing where nobody expressed any emotion ever, mm. and it's 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 beyond annoying sometimes because it's like, let's, let's, does that fucking party really affect you? Is it gonna affect the Jays play uh, over the next three days? No, who cares? I, I just don't let them mind. let them blow off some steam. It was a tough year, and listen, I am not a fan of the way the Jays played this year. I'm not a fan of the way that. Whatever happened, they were like, well, the hitting's going to pick up eventually. And 162 games went by, and it never did. Never did. I, I Listen, I don't like that. I don't like the fact that the Leafs have only made the second round uh, over once. The, once in the last 20 years. I get all of that. But I also know that human beings are human, and they should be able to let off some steam, and everybody can, can fuck off. You can go party any Friday night of your fucking life. 
Let these guys have a minute, for God's sake. Generally speaking, I think the more celebrations, the better. I'm not going to say anything about it. Just forgive me for rolling my eyes at home. Well, good. If they send you an invite, you don't have to go. <laughs> Adam. They have never once invited fans into the room of to course have not. their little champagne I, I party did, I, I will say this, and I thought Sid Sixero had a good point. He's like... He's like, I thought, and he, he tweeted something to the effect of, I thought it was weird that they didn't celebrate on the field with the fans there. Because they lost. A few of them did. Okay, a few of them did. But yeah. even if they lost. Yeah, because still... you go home when your team loses. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess. I, I think if, if the, you win that game, you're on the field and you're celebrating. It's, I think it's a different vibe okay. if they win that game. Okay. And that's that's even more to the point of the Jays have been awful this season in rewarding their fans with any sort of like optimism and oh, open belief. You know, it's like they, they just, just tweet, hey guys, please get loud for this team that you win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we need you. No, like Jays fan, like I'm Sorry, saying Jeff, this as a Leafs fan who has. Uh, like made a living off of his own misery, but like Jays fans, you don't have to watch these guys, eh? Well, they've no, been fan, miserable this year. You watch, you watch every. We all three of us sit here, eighty-two games every single oh, year. I watch know. the Leafs, so but like yeah, I've, don't I have felt bad about their suffering. Like yeah. every time I open my thing, like they could be winning, and people are like this fucking team, I hate this fucking team. Yeah, and I think everybody's justified, you know, in those feelings about the I team agree. because of how they've performed. And Adam, Adam's right in that everybody who's upset at these baseball teams celebrating these these playoff bursts doesn't understand the context of why they do this. Yeah. The the I'm playoff not upset thing, at it in general. Well, you're upset at it. I'm upset at the Jays for a specific situation where they stink. <laughs> yes, I think we should be all upset at the Jays in general for the, their performance. I agree with that. This entire season. Yeah, so the, the champagne celebration is an extension of that. But every other MLB B team, even if you're the sixth seed, you're the wild card like the Jays are, the celebration is because it's a 162-game season. Mm-hmm. And then, the, like Adam said, at one point in the longest history of the MLB, when, when the season ends and you make the playoffs, you won your division. Mm-hmm. You won something at the end of the season, and that's why they all celebrated. There's three divisions plus a wild card, four teams in the playoffs, and you won something, so you celebrate. And then they added another wild card team, and you still won something because there's the extra wild card. Now there's two extra wild cards, but it's still this long season. At the end of it, you get a, a, a real result because you've played so many games that hey, the probability that we're going to get the actual best six best teams here are pretty good, and you won something. You accomplish something in the longest season possible and you you won a wild card can i, can I, understand I add to that? why they do it can i add that add to that that is just the party that cameras are allowed to you know that most teams do something like maybe a, maybe informally but like a player will probably have like one of the richer players will probably have everybody over to his gigantic pool and they'll have a party yeah. and just say you know what we didn't do great this year but it's let's get everybody together it's the last time this group's going to be together let's just say you know whatever and then we know players will be gone next year and no what they should have and done so it's like, was stay like, no, home Just go home and be sad. Just be sad. All offseason, be sad. Yeah. Adam, no. That's not where I'm going with this. I know you're not. I'm going, <laughs> I know you're not going. I'm going with that. you guys played a genuinely terrible bunch of games at home and followed it up with a party. Boo and hiss. <laughs> it's, it's, that's not untrue. That is yeah. that is actually what happened. Yeah. yeah. Boo, boo and hiss get off my lawn. I'm I'm mad about it. We are allowed to be upset at the Jays for, being, for playing awful baseball. Yeah. Like what, what? I I wish I shared the Blue Jays enthusiasm for the Blue Jays, <laughs> and that's fair. Yeah, the, that's oh. fair. That's <laughs> well, a fair point. It, but we should that should be what we expect out of the guys on the team that they believe in themselves. Yes. Oh, hundred percent. Thumbs up. And I wish I shared it. Yeah. Nobody else does though. <laughs> no. I wish I should. They might win the World Series after all this. Yeah. 
And uh, no one has ever been like, I don't think they should have a party after winning the World Series. No, yeah. no. I no. think, listen, if, if, um, I, I, for everybody, and I, and I, listen, I understand your point. I'm not trying to say mm-hmm. that you don't have one. I'm just saying it doesn't affect me that much personally. But I will say this if they play well against the Twins, meh. Why is Great. the Twins logo TC? I don't know. I don't get it. What? Their logo is a T and a C. I don't get it. I think it's stupid. Twins logo. Is it Minnesota Twins? I don't get it. Yeah, Twin Cities. Ah, there you go. Easy answer. That took two seconds. Minnesota Duluth. (laughs) (laughs) Boo. It also looks a lot like the Cincinnati logo, like just the C, kind of very Cincinnati. And the Chicago Bears. Well, you can't boo. Listen, you boo everything. What else don't I? You don't want to be the Minnesota Duluth Twins. Or Minneapolis Duluth Twins. Yeah. You want to be Minnesota, a better which is name. the entire state, and Ooh. it's really just the, the capital state. Get a better name. Okay. Any other questions, Jesse? <laughs> Boo, get, a, get a better name. Wow, are we just get off my lawn all day today? Yeah, but you know what? What other Minnesota teams are that? Fuck the Vikings also. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> uh, Lizzo dated one of them, and she's canceled. So there yeah. you go. Well, you don't like Kirk Cousins? No. There's, I don't like his brothers either. Or is uh, that's get it terrible? Do you guys watch Quarterback on Netflix? No, I haven't seen it yet. Great series, you is guys it good? should check okay. it out. Yeah, Kirk's in it. Um, uh, he's very he's very middle America. He's the average average man in middle America. Uh, loves his wife, loves his children. He's very it's very good, fun to watch. And what Patrick Mahomes is in it, and Brittany Mahomes is there. And you're football like, Yellowstone. Football Yellowstone. Oh yeah, I guess that's Kirk Cousins' life. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it. Uh, Jackson Mahomes tries to make cameos, but they don't. They don't put them on TV. It's very nice. Um, <laughs> uh, this is from Habs Fan TV, who tweeted us. Oh, what's up, guys? If Nylander goes to the Habs next year as a UFA, is the Habs rebuild done? <laughs> who, who put you up to this? What made you wake up this no. morning and think that was a great, good question? Great question. No. Awesome. You must answer that. Steve's going to be answering yes. something else. No. no, they can only party after they win the championship. <laughs> <laughs> Which they will, by the way. And then Nylander brings the cup to Toronto. Right. As all former players. Who- and we all just go, what the fuck, man? <laughs> what the fuck? And there are going to be some nerds who have been by Nylander this whole time who are going to be like, I'm cheering for him. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. <laughs> No. No. Do you like your team or not? No. I hate that question. No, I, no, hope, I hope your like day is... Any more, Jess? Yeah, this is from Riley, Riley Miller. Would you trade Nylander for Keller? I'd surprise you didn't say someone on the Habs. Um, damn, Clayton Keller's pretty good. Yeah, I like Clayton Keller. Uh, I think my favorite thing about Clayton Keller is he doesn't make $10 million. Um, so, yeah, I would. He's locked up. Like one Neil- for one? Nylander's not. Is the deal one for one, Steve? Is the yeah I'd, I'd do it. Who, Clayton Keller's been ripping points, and yeah. who the hell is he playing with? Eighty six points in eighty two games for the dog shit Coyotes. That's he amazing. was really he was one of the most underrated players in the league last year. Yeah, and he's been relatively healthy most of his career. Every time I turned on a Coyotes game, which was a strange amount of the time last year, uh, he was doing something. Great player. I yeah I'd do that. Trade. I just don't think Arizona does that trade. No, they're probably like mm. no. Why? Yeah, why, that doesn't why would really. We, why would we trade a really good guy for a really good guy who wants to make even more than the first guy? Yeah, but I would do that mm-hmm. since you asked. Mm-hmm. 
To continue the theme, Mateo, how bad would the Leafs need to be to even consider trading Nylander at the deadline? What, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> pretty um, fucking bad, man. <laughs> pretty, pretty bad. These are all the you know, more Nylander questions. <laughs> I mean, a disaster proportions thing. If the Leafs are considering dealing Nylander at the deadline for anything other than a player who can help them augment, like say they're let's say their defense is terrible mm-hmm. and Nylander's not going to resign and and you the opportunity comes up to get the one of the really great defensemen in the league and you and you make that flip and he can sign his contract or whatever then that makes sense or uh Steve is 92 Nashville pulling his hair out the entire year in their garbage uh, well just like the argument is even though they're good right now yeah um I don't I am skeptical that they can get it done, win a championship, be competitive with this many guys making that much money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they don't make the playoffs, I mean, there it is. There's definitive proof. Like, if you even consider extending him, get get fired immediately. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, would you make that? Because trade deadline's a month, two months before the re- end of the regular season. So would you pull pull bait on the season right there? Yeah, dude. If the Leafs are in like a wild card position... The fuck are you doing? If the Leafs are at a wild card position, you're trading Nylander at the trade deadline. I don't think if you're... That's a wild no, I think If, if he like doesn't fun. have a contract? Oh, okay. Or just go to free agency and lose him for fucking nothing. That is... That's too That's too far. They could go on a run. They could, Oh, yeah. They could. They, could they, they probably should have gone on a run between October and March. But yeah, they could. And they're in a playoff spot and you'd trade Nylander. No, if they're like in the conversation... Let's say it's a three-way tie between... Uh, second wild card out of the playoffs and out of the playoffs even more based on tiebreaker. Okay, yeah. Three-way tie. Yeah, they're tied for a playoff spot. And you're holding on to Nylander without a contract. On trade deadline day, the Leafs are tied for the last playoff spot. Yes. Nylander is not under contract for next season. Right. You're trading him. million percent. Because I'm a responsible general manager. Get out of here. You wouldn't extend him? Go home. I obviously haven't been able to do it. It's trade deadline day, so go home. I think I, I think that's <laughs> I, why am I, I extending so this player that's going to get me into the second wild card? Here's what I understand. I understand here. No, I I think I think that's perhaps fair, smart, clever. If you're going to get into the second wild card, what's to say that you don't go run on the run in the playoffs? Ah! I, I expect the Leafs to not be. I, if the Leafs are not I'm gonna rob the both of you. as good in the regular season this year, I I wouldn't be totally shocked by it. Um, but I would be surprised if they're not if they don't put on a better playoff performance. So the, this Steve, year, punt, Steve is punting on the season if the Leafs are in a wild card spot on this trade year. I mean, you could get some crazy this assets. This year, with the Atlantic set up the way it is, the Leafs are barely clinging on to a playoff spot in March 8th. You're holding on to this player and actively trying to extend him get robbed <laughs> i would assume if the leafs are tied for the last playoff spot come march 8th that the buffalo sabers are really good now mm-hmm. the ottawa senators took a yeah. step levi will get worse as the season vassy sure. comes back mm. tampa's good mm. mm-hmm. boston doesn't lose much losing their t- first two centers Olmark is still standing on his head what's wrong with that why is that not a reality do you not exist in a world where there could be good teams in the Atlantic Division? Are you just assuming everyone's bad? Leafs win President's Trophy, ladies and gentlemen. If they're not in the President's Trophy spot, come trade deadline day, sell Austin Matthews. If the Leafs are the second wild card team, it's a step backwards, yes or no? Agreed. 
Yeah, but literally it is. Really, it's about how they do in the playoffs, though. Yeah, that's the only thing that matters. You don't think so? Yes, it is. But like, what evidence do we have to be? Well, I agree. I just feel like, and we'll talk about it on our season previews. In all honesty, like, it is just about really for them getting there and succeeding at that. That's why they have more snot. Yeah, you know? that's great. Have fun in Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Listen. I, I think here's what I think is going to happen this year. I think Nylander's extension is done by January, and I don't think it's $10 million. I think it's 9.2. Okay. That's win, what I think. Win the fucking games. Yeah. yeah I, I think he, I think he's going to see that like this. The other thing with Nylander, if you do want to trade him, there is a legitimate argument to be said. You can make over the defense with a William Nylander trade. So if that's the direction they decide to go in, like under Dubas, it looked like this summer might be the summer that one of those guys got traded. It was either going to be him or Mitch. And then Trelevin came in and said, listen, I got to look at this and then we'll talk about that. Mm -hmm. And so he's going to know three months into the season sort of where everybody is and where everybody stands. It's not out of the realm that the Leafs are trading William Nylander at the trade deadline and they're good. Like, it's not dude, completely out. Like, that is not a crazy thing to say. This is how we got our captain because the team was stupid enough to let him be in a position where he could sign wherever he wanted. And we're going to take zero lessons from that. No, I don't think that's, I don't think that's what they'll do. They, they've been talking to Nylander all summer. Uh-huh. I assume they're going to try to talk to him all season. If it's March 8th, they don't have him sign. If the Leafs, Agreed. if the Leafs won two rounds this playoff series and William Nylander walked because he wants ten point five million dollars, somebody got it to him and they, and they didn't resign him, got zero assets for him. I would be like, fine. Where are you putting the banner? If they won the cup, Jesse, or how far no, did they have to go? I don't know. If they won two two rounds and they looked great in the playoffs and they like had a bad break in OT and they lost yeah. game six. Oh, I mean, one of my. Most cherished childhood memories is when the Leafs made it to the final four and lost. So that, that's, no, but like, that's the peak. No, but like I think they Brad would have put the team in the best situation to try and win the Stanley Cup if they held on to him and the team looked really good, as opposed to like trading him for some assets that wouldn't have helped them get to the like third round or the Cup final or they won the Cup. You know, I think there's a, there's an argument to be made that having William Nylander on the roster with his current cap hit is the best way to try and win the Stanley Cup this season. I think the difference between you and me is you trust the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> I, I uh, could see that. I could see that. You know? no, you're like, oh, well, th- it could work out this way and this way. You're yeah. like, you're going into it with optimism. Yes. And I just want to know where it comes from. Ah. So don't celebrate uh, clinching a wild card berth and William Nylander needs, <laughs> William Nylander needs to be traded tomorrow. I... I just, it's, uh, what was that Theo Vaughn thing? Listen, I'm not going to judge you. I'm just saying everyone else is going <laughs> to. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, we'll wrap it up there. Thank you so much for listening. So let, let me get this straight. So Steve, you don't trust the Leafs, but are you willing, are, are you open-hearted? Are you, no are loud you, cars after 8 p.m. It's just one of those, eh? Just one of those. Are you are you open-hearted enough to let them in and, and trust them again? Oh, I could love again. I think you will this year. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.